What's up, you guys? You're listening to the Kenyo HQ podcast. Make sure you follow me at Kenyo HQ on all social medias and head over to www.kenyo.org to see my platform. Yes, I sell products, but there's a lot of free stuff you can enjoy, especially if you hit the creators tab at the top. See you there. Perfect. There we go. What's up? First of all, shout out to all the CBD fair people. Or, you know what? I'll start with myself. I'm Kenyo. And, uh, okay. Now, shout out to all the CBD fair people. Let's, uh, we don't need to go into that. But it's a great day out here at the Chill Spot or in Houston. Houston is a friendly atmosphere. With a little bit of New York in it though. There's just a twinge, the tiniest bit, you know, like a little teaspoon, that east, that east leaningness. You can feel it. None of the other Texas places have it because we're all west enough. But Houston has a little bit of an east in it. What do you think about that? Oh, shout out voter, hashtag voter. It's a dope thing. We should all care about the environment. Am I right? Let's care about the world. There's so many different things we can do on a small level. It's just like training ourselves to think more eco. I have so many things. You know, I'm a painter. Oh, thank you. Very cool. Hemp Build Network. Awesome. See, I need to start doing hemp canvases. Cause you know, I'm a painter and I paint a lot and I don't know about a lot of the eco stuff with my canvases. I haven't even gotten into that yet. There's so many different things from where I buy my clothes and different things like that. Oh, wow, see, that would be cool. You said two foot by three foot? How much would that be? In hemp, okay. Let me know, let me know, that'd be very interesting. That'd be a cool thing to my art. People would want to buy it more, okay. We're at the CBD Fan Market. We're already meeting dope people. Sandra Heddleston, Hemp Build Network. That's really awesome. I'm Goleva Kenya. I do a talk show and stuff like that. Uh, lots of different things. And today, I have a guest. I should at least introduce him pretty quick. He's a comedian, local Houston comedian, um, William Lynn Loden, right? Junior. Yep, that's me. Okay. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. It's nice to be at the CBD Fair. Uh, I'm gonna purchase a couple of cool things. Uh, probably get some tack turns, little cool things to rub, because I, uh, I fucked up my knees playing football. Uh, you know, sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. All right, sorry about that. I, ma- I messed up my knees playing football uh, back in the day, and CBD really helps with that, and like, I'm 
I do construction sometimes during the day, and so I get a little bit of arthritis in my hands already. And so the CD stuff's really nice. Somebody said, yeah, on Twitch, somebody said, dude, watch, there's a deer behind you. <laughs> that is true. Fortunately, someone has already dealt with its life. Yeah. So that's very cool. You said that you had checked out CBD before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've checked out CBD. Uh, stay away from flour now, just because I'm worried about World War III. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, that deer back there has got a real good spread. Uh, as someone from Mississippi, I know all about that. Uh, don't really go hunting anymore because my family caught me reading Lord of the Rings in a deer blind once and uh, just was like, that boy ain't right. Uh, we're not gonna take him hunting no more. If, he, if he's more worried about hobbits than, than murder, then he, he is not normal. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, so that was Atlas Poops with the deer thing. But yeah, you shouldn't read if you're not hunting. But I'm sure now you'd like to hunt more. I feel like you have to get a connection to the fact that food is an infinite to kind of understand, like, oh, you know what? I need to kill something and then eat it. But not all the time. I guess sometimes you can grow some stuff. Anyway, um, so we're out here at the CBD fair market, or hemp fair market. Um, what was I thinking about? It's a good day. Oh, Houston. You are a comedian in Houston, yep. and I was thinking about that specifically. What are your favorite spots um, to perform at in Houston? So, so my favorite spots to perform in Houston are uh, at Rudyard's British Pub. Uh, it's run by this guy named Brian Gendron uh, and Drew Jordan. It's called The Riot. They do it Thursday through Sunday. They have like three shows a night, uh, and it's great. It's upstairs. They have uh, really good food and beverage stuff. Their bartenders always take care of me. That's really great. And then the secret group downtown is another really good, great place to perform at. Uh, and yeah, so those are my two faves. I do love PJs uh, and um, uh, El Poblito. There are a lot of, like, I'm a bar clown, you know, like, so like if I can get work at the comedy clubs in Houston, that'd be, that's great. But you know, I, I, I hit the bars pretty hard, you know? And so, yeah, I like all of that. You think you'd ever do your own spot? Uh, I, I run an open mic at the Secret Group on Wednesdays, uh, and then I, I used to run an open mic at El Poblito, which is a Mexican restaurant in Montrose, and uh, then I run a show at the Riot uh, once a month too. So I run a, I run a roast show, you look like, uh, every month, every second Sunday of every month, uh, where comics from all over roast the shit out of each other and that's that's really fun uh good writing exercise and you know like come out pretty self-aware from that that's really cool congratulations to you for doing all that hosting i know that's work yep. you gotta have your calendar out yep. you gotta do your booking is booking hard or is it just like 10 minutes of text messaging or is it like three minutes of 30, I mean, three hours of stuff. Like, how old is it like for you? It, it, it varies. If I'm gonna, if I'm being honest, like some comics, it's really easy to, to book, you know, like some comics, it, it's hard, you know, like if I can give any advice to any of the comics on the stream, make it easy. When I'm like, hey, can you do this? Like, respond quickly, because I'm usually asking a bunch of people and whoever responds first gets the, the spot. And then also with like, the roast shows because you have to write new material for it you know like you can't just do your act like if you don't want to do that then just say no like don't make the show bad if you're not gonna prepare for it you know 
Yeah, no. I know everyone, we, anytime you're a producer, you have all kinds of stuff that you think about. Um, it's very cool. Happy to be here. I wish I had a list of all the, the vendors. This is uh, our first Houston event. You've been out here for years. Yeah. You've been out here for, well, how long have you been out here? Uh, I, moved, I moved back uh, right before the pandemic because uh, I'm super smart. And uh, and I, I I graduated high school here, so I went to I went to Lamar uh, over over inside the loop, and um, and then I moved to to Mississippi for a while, and then I moved to Memphis, and then I moved back. Uh, and I love Houston so much. Uh, it's one of the most diverse cities in the world. Uh, it's still relatively cheap to live in for a huge city, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, no, I can't I can't say enough positive things about Houston. Uh, I really do enjoy it. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm seeing live prices. Okay, you said 23 by 35? For how many? Oh, I see. Okay. 250. Okay, so that's like, yeah, that'd be cool. To see what, yeah, no, that'd be really cool. Okay. Yes, I might have hemp, I might have hooked up a hemp freaking medium supplier which would be very cool because i'm trying to do really a thousand paintings i'm not even really gonna so i started um i didn't start painting but i started this series of things um kind of december-ish um and i have been i was like yeah i want to do a thousand paintings kind of in 2022 that's not probably not going to be possible now that i think about it but um we'll see how many i get it'll be a good thing and then and then i'll whittle down and create a body of work and do some sort of more intense event and just be like this is why the art and then everyone will clap and i'll be like everyone lay out your checkbooks this is the time you change the world i'm the best yeah. <laughs> here with this stuff no, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do anything like that, probably. Except for the event, but not the checkbook part. So what do you feel like is the next level for you in comedy and in your career? What do you, like, you're strategizing, you're executing, you're pivoting, you're improving all the time. Right. Like a just delicious aged wine. Fortunately, humans, we never turn to vinegar. Unless we decide to. But where wine keeps so... What do you feel like strategy? So, so I'm working on longer, longer sets now. Like, um, like the content, the content generation on the internet, I don't understand at all. I need to get better at that. Uh, I've started selling a couple of things uh, when I when I do my bar shows. You know, like I I, I sell air fresheners. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cute little air fresheners with my face on them, and uh, a nice a nice puppy. Um, I'm writing, I'm, I'm in a really good space writing right now, uh, to improve my act, uh, focusing on transitions, uh, cause like sometimes I tell longer stories and then after the story's over, I kind of like, all right, well, I guess I need to start a new thing right now. And that's like a weird, shaky juxtaposition. So I'm trying to make that seem more natural. Um, get more work at clubs, just, just happy to work, you know, like I'm trying to transition into a, uh, a full time comedian I, which I'm, I'm about 70% there but you know I also 
have to drive out to spring every once in a while and do some drywall or like I installed a washer dryer the other day and you know like, like you know cool handyman stuff like that so you know as, as soon as I could spend all day like contemplating dick jokes like a philosopher that's when I don't know I've made it but uh, you know I, I released a, a really good podcast with uh, another great comedian Nick Nick Palermo called uh, Silly Hats it's a history podcast where we talk mostly about silly hats throughout history and uh, you know so all hats, well, yeah, I mean, they, they start out functional and then they get ridiculous the more power you get, you know, like the Pope's hat started out as a functional thing to block the sun, and now it's just up there like, look at me, I'm the closest to God, and, uh, and so, you know, we're just trying to notice a bunch of different things like that and uh, just write some, write some good dick jokes. That's awesome, the podcast, super smart, well, you know, that's really great. I love that. And then the uh, the air freshening is so genius. A product is always a really good thing. So that's cool because it just makes your life easier. And then, um, oh man, this is so cool. You don't even know. I love air fresheners. I'm the perfect influencer to spread this air freshener. And let me make sure there's nothing untoward about it. Nope. A nice little dog on the back with a pipe. A, a Sherlock dog, I should say, yeah. and uh, your face, yep. which is a, a great face. Look at that! Isn't that nice? It's an air freshener. What does it smell like? Uh, I think I think it's uh, it's a knockoff of the Black Ice air freshener. That's the best one. That's the best. That's the most sturdy one. Right now, I have the Bay Breeze. There you go. But uh, yeah, the the Bay Breeze. It's a good scent. Yeah. Hmm? This is me right here. This is, these are my paintings. Hmm? No, no, these are... My name's Kenyo. Yeah. The Bay Breeze is my preferred air freshener for my vehicle. Yes. Do you, do you use the hanging air fresheners ever? Oh, thank you, by the way. Thank you very much for that. These are my soul. No, these are... Um, actually, these are craft paint. You know, it's it's like acrylic, I would say. I think they're acrylic, but they're craft paint quality of acrylic, so. Yes, yes, I, I've been going more for the really bright. Oh, well, thank you. Um, oh, I was gonna ask what your favorite air freshener is. You're here still. Sir, what's your favorite scent of air freshener? Um, Hawaiian Breeze is really popular. Yeah. What's the name of your vendor table, by the way? You know what? I should go to you like. Never mind. Say. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Media. Do you do cards? Do you oh, do yeah. business cards? Oh, yeah. You do business cards too? Okay. Kraken Cassie Studios. Kraken Cassie Studios. With Kraken as in the beast of lore. Kraken Cassie, is that her name? Yes, Kraken. Oh, is your name Kraken? Your Monica? No, okay. Studious, okay. That'd be really interesting. Okay. Very, oh yeah, very nice. Very nice cards. Okay, tell us about your childhood. My childhood, all right. Uh, both my parents are from Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, see, as, as, as a history nerd, you gotta, you gotta give everything context, right? So my, my dad was born in uh, New Albany, Mississippi, but he grew up in Amory, go Panthers. And uh, then my mom was born in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, but she grew up in Aberdeen, go Bulldogs. Uh, they both went to Ole Miss. Uh, didn't meet each other. They lived 30 minutes down the road from each other, didn't meet. And then they met uh, after they graduated Ole Miss, they got jobs and moved to Houston, like a lot of people from Mississippi do. And then they met at a bar here. Uh, and my mom won a chugging competition against my dad. And then they got married and had me and my brother and my sister. And uh, then, you know, just, just grew up in, uh, you know, grew up inside the loop. Uh, had a really nice childhood, played a lot of sports. Uh, I was a fat kid who memorized all of Weird Al Yankovic's discography to get people to laugh. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I would live with my grandparents every summer and winter in Mississippi. Um, so I was always the biggest redneck in Houston, but the biggest nerd in Mississippi, uh, which was nice uh, for fun juxtapositions for my career now. Um, <laughs> Graduated my, I guess my childhood, it was fine. It was fine, you know, like nothing nothing crazy happened. Uh, my my grandma left me on a, an airplane once. That was cool. Uh, I stuck in the Birmingham airport for like a day when I was eight. Um, <laughs> Trying to think of like traumatic childhood experience. Like am I supposed to talk about trauma? I don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the few comics that has a uh, reasonable relationship with both of his parents. You know, like uh, yeah. being in my being in my 30s, and and I mean, yeah, I, I like both of them. You know, my dad does a weird thing when he gets mad, where he puts his fingers up to his nose and goes, and that's just uh, him articulating the the flames coming out of him, which is uh, silly. <laughs> my mom's really sweet. She goes to the Methodist Church. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good, dude. The canvas, the hemp canvassing sounds dope. Like, no, I'm excited for it. Yeah, big eco-friendly, not destroying the planet. Right, is is big pot and it shut down hemp hemp growth. Uh, I think you know back in the day. Let's get rid of cotton. I feel like we're using cotton too liberally anyway. We're using too much cotton. Relax with the cotton. I'm actually reading this interesting book called The History of Cotton. I say interesting, pretty sad. Uh, if you don't like, uh, you know, late stage capitalism and uh, all of its faults. Uh, yeah, no, I'm reading this interesting book on it. Like cotton, cotton's one of those things that like really destroyed a lot of under, other industries and was like, it was basically like the tech of the 19th century that, uh, you know, like, I, I, I imagine because, you know, people do their trade-offs, right? You know, they're like, they want their cheap iPhones, so they ignore the, the child labor in China. Like, we, we definitely, you know, like, British people in the 19th century wanted their bloomers that were cotton, so they ignored, you know, slavery in America. Uh, so, you know, cotton's not great, but it's interesting to see where, how we got here. No, no. I, I feel like that was a snippet from your podcast, which I am privileged to now have partaken. Okay, let's get into your tour, because we were talking about your tour. You're going to Colorado. I'm going to Colorado. We'll wrap up there. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's like a, there's a fun thing. There's a connection, I think, also yeah. to Colorado. So, your tour, what's going down? 
So, so me and these two great comics, Jesse Saldana and Josh Stokes, we are on a tour called the Truck Stop Triple Tour. Uh, Josh, Josh is a great dude. Jesse's a great dude. Uh, we're, we started. We had the kickoff show at Rudyard's on Thursday night, and that was a huge success. Uh, we've got a show at the Dallas Comedy Club on Sunday night. We will be at Sound Pony in Tulsa on Monday night. And then we are traveling to Colorado. We will be in Sea Springs at a brewery on Tuesday night. We'll be in Wellington, Colorado, Wednesday night at Epic Brewery. No, Sparrington Brewery. We'll be at Eppington, Epic Brewery in Denver on Thursday night. And then we'll be at the Comedy Lounge in Denver Friday and Saturday. And then we're in Kansas City Sunday. So we are going to be putting the pedal to the metal and telling dick jokes all night, every night. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, you're good, yeah. Yeah, so, right? I actually don't know the song. I was dabbing to what you were saying, because you were getting very hyped about your tour. Congratulations on that. That's so cool. Denver's so great. We're actually going to Denver April 29th, where you'll catch me. Kenyo. Mr. Composition. You know, sometimes I put out stuff and I'm like, man, people are going to be so hyped to me. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be so, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, all right, cool, he's coming to town. All right, cool, I was going to do this, but you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stop him and see him really fast. Right. How can I not, you know, what the heck? <laughs> it's not the case, though. So. But, uh... <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always surprised because, like, Jesse Saldana and Josh Stokes, they're two really good-looking guys, and so the, the makeup of their crowds is a lot more women. Cause like most people that come out to see me are dudes that look like me, you know? They're like, hey man, yeah, I almost got a history degree too. And now I do construction. I'm like, all right, cool. And so, yeah, I always think like, man, I bet, I bet I'm gonna be really cool coming into this place. And everyone's like, nah, you know, like, like we have plenty of awkward fat guys doing comedy in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited uh, for you going to Denver, for you going on tour. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some, some behind the scenes attempt to promote it. Okay. I hope at least one person will say I saw it somewhere. I don't remember on Instagram, but I can't. So that's me. Whoever says that knows me. <laughs> but no, yeah, do some reposts, and I always like to keep it going, the promoting. You know, cause the media. You gotta, you gotta compete with the mainstream, or else. And you know, it's, it's not even that hard. It's just I think we're getting to the age, and different things are giving us technologies to really communicate and understand certain things for better and for worse. So we'll see if we can keep up with the pace of development and have goodness in our hearts. That that is that is one of the parts. Where it's like, that is that is yeah. You're like all right. I want to be a good and moral person, but I get a lot of attention on the internet when I'm mean and negative, you know? Just like, just like shitting on other people and like, like that, that feels like it's a lot of the internet. And so you're like, all right, I need to like push. No, no, I get that. And I think, I actually feel like that's why I started switching. I was like, I'm just gonna really post paintings because I realized I was just like, as far as like paintings and products and certain things, cause I was like, paintings are pretty violent. You know, it's just that it's a secret violence, you know? And that's the, I'm a very, you know, secretive person. So that's the kind of violence I'm okay with. I'm like, let me be violent by myself. Finish the violence, correct what didn't need to happen. Wrong cuts and whatnot. And then, here, it's constructive violence. You know, to read it's like, anyway. 
Um, so, yes, you were going to say, though, how you overcome the impulse to play into the negative ideation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the negative ideations on the internet. Like, you know, right after the Chris Rock Will Smith controversy, everyone was like, ah, I should. I should put my two cents in on this one, especially as a comedian who should talk about like all of this stuff. And I don't know, I, one, I feel like it's been beaten to death already in like, you know, 48 hours or ever, like, I guess, when was the Oscars on Wednesday? And, you know, like the way you overcome is like, I guess to be through a positive person. But I'm more curious now about how you, you were talking about how painting is violence. Uh, I think I think that's interesting. At Just its best. yeah, at, 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 at its best. At its best. I mean, it doesn't have to be a violent movie, but you do do that sometimes with the thing. You do a little yeah. <laughs> thing, um, and even though you don't really see that, but I feel like people get it. You know, yeah. they they pick it, and I think certain things like that attract people. And then there's more subtle, you know, gentle violences you know, it's on a microscopic level. So it's still action. You're recording action in a very visceral way that I think the brain downloads. Huh, yeah. Because like comedy, I guess at its basis, can be really mean, you know? Like like when you're when you're showing your displeasure at, at a certain situation or a, a certain outcome of a situation or at certain people, you know? Uh, I don't know. Emotional violence, I guess, is different though. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's violence per se, or it's just kind of mean and complaining, you know? But like, there is there is an interesting wave, I guess, to, to create art like that. It's tough. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think that is the thing, and I think the, the battle that you choose to fight is, is fascinating. Okay, so, what else, what else can we say to close this up? Um, sir, well, do you have any questions about comedy? Coming from, and I have your name now, Mr. C.R. Bonin. Am I correct? Oh, okay. Never mind. So, so you're David Bonin. Okay, there's multiple people on here. What up, dude? That's cool. Who's Kerfuff? Anyway, we'll get to the, that maybe later. Okay. Oh, okay. Um,. Do you have any questions about comedy coming from the, uh, I don't know, from an, art, from an artist's perspective? Photographer's, photographer's perspective. Do you refer to yourself as an artist, as a photographer? Sometimes, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Because like musicians call themselves artists. I think they like, you do anything artist, if it's art, it's art. Do you refer to yourself as an artist? Is that pretentious for a comedian? I, I struggle with that constantly. I struggle with referring to myself as an artist constantly because I'm a bar clown. I literally go to, I go, I, I go to small towns a lot, like, like a majority of my income, I go to small towns and I make people happy. Like that's, that's my job. Like, I think it was in, uh, what was Anthony Bourdain's book, No Reservation, one of his books, uh, he, he, he doesn't think that chefs are artists, they're craftsmen, and their job is to feed people, and then the art comes through, like, how good you do your job. And I kind of, I feel that way with, with comedy, especially 
when when you're performing for paying customers, right? Like, like if, if I didn't make you laugh, if you didn't like what I was saying, then I didn't do my job well that night, uh, you know? But like on the opposite side, like Dave Chappelle's like, I get paid for the attempt, you know? Like, and so there's, there's, there's a struggle with trying to make people happy and going to hack, like I, I call it like hack city, which I've definitely done before, you know, when you're, when you're in a, a, a you know, like a, a smaller place or, or the crowd is like, like a churchier crowd. You're like, all right, well, I'm not going to talk about my dick all night. I'll just talk about how weird my family is, you know, like maybe that's not, I mean, it's the jokes that I created, but it's not the ones that make me the happiest, but I'm still going to, I'm still out here performing for people. So, am I an artist? I guess yes. When I write, when I write the joke, sure. I think that the the muses came and, and touched my brain and my heart to, to to help me create something that makes people go hee hee. But when I'm when I'm on stage performing, that's that's a craft. That's that's making a table right there. And there's 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 technical skills involved in that to where like and you you've seen it before at a comedy show where. If you read the actual joke, it's not that funny or genius, but the guy on stage is so technically proficient at his job that it becomes really good. And so there's, I guess, I, I, the short answer is no. I don't refer to myself as an artist a lot. It feels kind of weird and pretentious, especially when I see other people, because like, you know, they're like, oh, you're a comic, so like, you think you're an artist? And then like, on stage, I've definitely done like things like hump to stool. You know, like I don't, I don't necessarily think that's high art. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's art. It's low. It's low art. Like it's pop art. Maybe, maybe it's something like that. Uh, but I, I was not brief about answering this at all. Uh, but short answer: Yes, I do think I'm an artist. But no, I would rarely say that to anyone else. Even though I know I'm on a podcast right now. Like, yes, I am an artist. But I don't like referring to myself about it. You know, like yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, you definitely are an artist. And I understand everything else that you said with it as well. It's true. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the musing on it, and I hope that somebody will as well. Uh, so, David, any, any ideas, any questions? Sure, sure. Um, first, uh, my wife mentioned performing artist. Okay, there so, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. Fair enough. Um, I guess whenever you're doing your shows, uh, how much of of it is like planned jokes written out, and how much of it just like comes naturally? So yeah, all right, cool. Um, so for me, uh, I have a pretty tight game plan going into what I want to do, but also sometimes you enter a room and you go, "There's no freaking way that that's gonna work here tonight." Like. You know, I have I have a, a bunch of material, and I normally like oh, I, I don't know. I used to coach football too, and so like I guess I would I would script out my first five plays on offense. But you know, like I think the old quote is like the best laid plans never stay the same once you hit the battlefield. You know, so like there are a lot of times where you make hard pivots. So I would say I I, I typically do about eighty percent of what I I. I go into about knowing what I want to do 80% of the time, but sometimes it's a 7.30 show and they just do not want to hear about bodily functions. And then you go, all right, cool. We'll try to crowd work our way out of this one. But you know, I, uh, or sometimes you get to a show and it's a midnight show and they are too drunk to 
know how clever you are. And so you're just like, all right, I guess we're just going to talk about bodily functions all night. Um, so I would, I, I script out a lot of what I'm, what I'm doing, but it doesn't work sometimes. I was, I did a show on Monday and it was a relatively clean show. And so then, and I'm not very clean a lot of the time. So then I just had to like riff and there are some really fun parts of riffing, but I'm not, it's not my strongest muscle, you know? Like, like I, I always tell comics, like, if you see me riffing early in the set, that means I am dying up there. That means that I am grasping for straws, just trying to, you know, like, yeah, like, hey, so what do you do for a living? Oh, you're a photographer? <clears throat> you know, like, that means that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you photograph these nuts? Uh, you know, like, stupid shit like that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say, I try to stay away from crowd work a lot of the time, but I, 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 I've seen a lot of beauty in it because that like good crowd work means that you are 100% present in the moment. And so like, that's super cool, you know? So yeah, I guess I plan a lot, but that's just me being a typical Virgo. Very cool, very cool answer. I was like, you know, now I feel we've had a well-rounded discussion. So. In closing, you know what, I kind of, for fun, for me, for fun, for me, for fun for me, I'm thinking what is, I know I asked you this question before, but if you think about, I know you're like getting booked more, what would be like, a, like kind of like the coolest trajectory that you could imagine for as far as, because you see you have products, right? So you got a lot of stuff going on. You like touring, I assume. You like performing in different states. See, that's interesting to me. So it's like, because everything is specific, I realize. It's like, you really just got to make money doing what you love. That way you do it so much that, you know, you have extra. For extra money. <laughs> so, uh, but it's so interesting. So it's like that fascination of the, the touring, having a really strong tour, which you're doing already. You got a tour, so it's like the more successful of this that this tour is, I assume, that means good things for the next attempt. Um, so I guess you're kind of living your dream already. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess you want to know like cool dreams that I have going forward? I get my foot run over by a United States Postal Truck and they give me a lump sum of money. Like it's not a bad run over, like I break a couple of toes, but I, I over I overact it, you know, like right when my right when right when it gets run over, I go, help! Somebody call a lawyer. And uh, and then I just I, I get I get a lot of money so I don't have to do construction anymore. Uh, and then Instead of doing comedy, because I'll be done with comedy after that, I'm going to start doing one-man shows talking about my struggle as a one-footed comedian. Uh, <laughs> like, you don't know, you don't know my pain, you know, and although there will definitely, there will definitely, my, it's definitely going to be a pun on the album, you know, like, like, like hop on your good foot or something, that'll be, that'll be the album release. Hopefully, you know, that'll get me into, you know, just for laughs. Uh, I actually can't go to Canada right now because I got a DUI a few years ago. But um, you know that that'll magically get taken away with this this horrible foot accident, and then I can also sell 
mangled feet pics on OnlyFans, and that way, because we're creating passive revenue streams right now. You know, that's that's the key. We create we create multiple revenue streams off this tragic foot injury. That uh, you know, I get to I get to go to the Super Bowl and try to kick one of those field goals, raising money for diabetes or something. Um, and 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 then you know, they, I I get to do the talk show circuit. Yeah, talk show. It's talk talk show circuit. Got to get better at that before you get on the talk show shit. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, no, no. But my, my my dreams right now are incremental. I never want to make too big of. I, I want to just make goals that I can achieve within the next year. You know, so right now I, I get to go on a on a on a ten day tour with some really great guys. Uh, I've applied to a bunch of festivals this year. Um, I, uh, I, I paid my cell phone bill, you know, that's a, that's a huge goal for me. Um, and yeah, I paid my cell phone bill selling air fresheners last month, so that felt good. Uh, and, and, you know, just, uh, write, write a little more attainable stuff, you know, write, write some good new jokes. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you so much. Um. I really do, actually, which is why I want you to go to www.kinyo.org. Make sure you go to the creators page and you go to the Kinyo HQ page and you go to um, the place where you can see all my other social medias and follow me. Um, and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Those are the main ones. Tumblr also. Those are the main ones. Also Twitch um, and Discord. Um, get in there. Um, trying to build something really, really cool this year. So thank you so much. And make sure you subscribe to the Kenyo HQ podcast on your podcast app. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. See you. Kenyo.